everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. As always, we are so thankful that you keep listening. People keep listening. <laughs> so um, we're so grateful for that. Um, if you have missed anything, you maybe don't know that Anna is officially out on maternity leave. And so how the podcast is going to run for the next few months is that I get to have like guest co-hosts um, join me and I'm so excited. And so I'm beyond thrilled that the first person that is kind of jumping in with me is a familiar face. If you are around Curvy Yoga, if you are in the studio or if you follow us on Instagram, um, she will be familiar to you. And that is one of our Curvy Yoga teachers, Chrissy Bentley. <laughs> So we're so, I'm so thankful that you said yes to doing this with me tonight. And so it's going to look just like it looks um, when Anna and I do it. So the first thing that we always start out with is our practice notes. And so I will give you my practice notes first. Um, you maybe have heard me say before that I like am not like a meditator or a journaler. And my personal practice is usually like a pretty quick uh, not quick, it's not necessarily short, but like a, a faster kind of flow. And I am learning the importance of sitting with things, <laughs> like not yeah. moving so quickly through things. So some of you may be with us um, doing the Curvy Life Intensive, and we are kind of working with some words, and one of the words that we are working with is embodiment. And I've been thinking about it, and it's one of those things that can seem super abstract sometimes. And yesterday I was like, I just need to, like, sit with this word. Like, I just need to sit in it. And so I sat in silence with, like, just that word, and thoughts would pop up, and I would kind of have to let them go and just let that word kind of be at the forefront of my mind. And it was a really, like, beautiful experience. And I was like, people do this every day. <laughs> yes. And, and it, is, it is such a practice. The first time we, we sit with something like that, especially something that feels abstract, it can feel, like, so weird. Yes. So many things want to pop in. And just allowing those things to, to pop in and go and come back to what we want to focus on. Yes. I love that. So in my mat, like, on my mat, I am learning you know, the importance of slowing things down. And for some reason, that is what my body needs right now. And so I'm trying to be really good about giving it to that. But then also like off the mat, learning to like sit in silence that like Jay-Z does not have to be playing in the background all of the time. 99.9% uh, <laughs> of the time <laughs> is fine. I'm working on it. <laughs> I found something that really helps me when I when I can't when I'm having trouble getting that place of like having that lack of focus is like having one of my scents entertained. Yeah, that's Whether really good. Having a candle lit or having you know some my husband calls it yoga music on in the background. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> if there's something that can like entertain one of my one of my senses, yeah, I can drop in a little bit easier to the quiet. Okay, I'm totally using that. Okay. I'm going to use it, except for it can't be my yoga mu music, because my yoga music is Jay-Z. <laughs> I'm going to go with the candle thing. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, there's a yoga and meditation playlist on Spotify. Okay. What, what, what typically we have on is yoga music. I love it. That's hilarious. Okay, what are your practice notes? <laughs> 
So my my personal practice is also just about embodiment, but almost to the point of just not being aware. Yes. So we're on opposite ends of the spectrum. I'm in a place where, you know, my, my, my work life is really stressful. It'll lighten up quite a bit in May, but that's still a little ways off. Yeah. And, you know, so I've gotten, I'm really able to, when I'm feeling stressed out at work, I'll stand up and do some side bends or some twists or, you know, a down dog at the wall or whatever. But I was in Panera last week and I just wasn't paying attention. My body needed to move. And before I knew it, I was doing a sun salutation against the table. I love <laughs> it. Yes. So it's, <laughs> it's really interesting. Like once, you know, once I know what my body needs and I'm just so used to responding, it's what I do. I love it. And, and I'm at a point where there is so much in my head that getting quiet is really, really hard. Mm-hmm. So for me, my practice really is showing up in these frequent but short spurts of a physical practice. Yeah. That's really good. I think what my body wants is to eat a bread bowl at Panera while doing a sun salutation. <laughs> it was like one of the really good like the quinoa bowls. So, I mean, oh my gosh, they're so good. That should be curvy collab every week. So on this next episode of Corner of the Curve, Anna and I sat down and talked to Joy Bernstein, and we both love her. And so we are excited to share her with you. So keep listening. Hi, everybody. Liz and I are here with Joy Bernstein, who is based in San Antonio. And Joy, yesterday when I was preparing for this podcast interview with you, I looked up how long it's been since you did your Curvy Yoga certification with me because I knew you were one of the first students and it's been all the way since 2012. I know. (laughs) It's really hard to believe that it's been that long and you've been out there doing so much good work. I'm excited to talk about that. Um, So I wanted to share with everybody that Joy has been practicing yoga for 37 years, which is amazing. That's amazing. (laughs) But she says that it wasn't until the past eight years that she truly understood what it was really about. So obviously we're going to get into that. And her teaching these past seven years has constantly reminded her how teaching yoga can never be about her, but always about the student. And she says more and more people are wanting to come alive and know that it's safe to do so, which I I love love that. Yeah. So welcome, Joy. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. So let's jump in. I want to ask you first about what you shared in your bio. So you said that it wasn't until the last eight years that you had truly understood what yoga was about. So say more about that. What have you discovered? Well, you know, the thing, the thing is, is like in my past practices, it's, it's always been about just like, Hey, I'm just showing up. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, and for me, I've always been about, uh, you know, self-awareness ever since I can remember, I've always been about self-awareness and then the practices has always been about like, Hey, I'm here to show up and I'm here to do these poses. But, um, like about eight years ago, was uh, when I had that drunk driver drive into my bedroom and mm. crush me into the wall. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, you know, and then I didn't, I struggled with walking for a year. I struggled with walking, sleeping, just having this peace of mind. And 
like what's happening, what's going on, what is this supposed to be about? But it wasn't until that, that I started, um, I had to go back to square one yeah. and, um, I had, you know, a teacher was just like, Hey, why don't you just do gentle yoga? And I'm like, gentle yoga. <laughs> I'm like, I'm above gentle yoga. <laughs> <Yeah>. mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, so it was, I was just like, okay, I got humbled really quick because I couldn't even walk stairs and here I am crying about, I'm so much better than this. And and, it, and it's in that um, also is that moment was also my reality of, <clears throat> there's a lot of ego. There's a lot of stories of, um, you know, of I'm way better than this, or, you know, I'm stuck on, well, I used to do this. Yeah, but you're mm. here now. Yeah. You know, and, and it's even just as beautiful. It's not, should be something embarrassed or shameful that you're not able to do what you used to do, but I've just learned so much more of starting all over and that it's okay here too. And it's just as amazing here too. Yeah. So, and then, and so my thing is in the past eight years of um, seven years now of teaching that it's really caused me, I've been empathetic. But, um, I, I mean, I have empathy for people, but, um, I've have it also where <clears throat> there's sympathy. You can't sit there and hold people's hands. People really, uh, they don't want you to feel sorry for them. They really want you to be like, I want to be part of this too. I need you to help me. And, um, so I've been a lot more sympathetic to where people are coming from and really pushing them to, okay, let's go to the next place. If you're ready, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more of that but also, solidarity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Who's that? There, there really is. I mean, because of also like, you know, in teaching curvy yoga, um, being part of this community, it's really created a huge awareness for me. And more and more people, like I said, people are coming alive. They just want to come alive and they want to know it's safe and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so great. I love all of that. Can you say it all again? <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. That's so great. I'm just going to re-listen to that over and over and over again. Yeah. (laughs) So so what does your real-life yoga and or body acceptance practice look like now? Well, the the thing that I have is now – so for my yoga practice, my yoga practice has been – it's not Ashtanga anymore. I am – just like more of therapy because I still have issues with walking. I still, I'm able to walk, but I've noticed as of lately, it's, if I go and try to push myself of having an asana practice seven days a week, it's, it's too much for me. Like it creates me to be a little bit too more flexible Mm -hmm. and really my number should be at four or five. Mm -hmm. And, and it's not even Ashtanga anymore. It's all of, it's really, it's, I mean, Ashtanga, it's yoga. So all I'm doing, I'll be restorative one day. I'll be gentle one day. I'll mm. push myself another day, take a, you know, chill one day. And then maybe I'll go and start working on my biggest thing was trying to get myself back and doing, um, handstands because of my injury with my hip. You know, if I go and do, do an inversion, I, I might not be able to come back up again. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I'm, you know, I, I'm really about awareness of where my body is and whatever movement that I make. And I'm okay with that because for me, I'm happy that I could even walk. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like the gift of everything that you went through was really learning to be able to listen to your body and give it what it needs. 
Oh, it really has. And then also, I mean, it's also given me this awareness of everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So. Well, and I feel like what you're sharing too is such a testament, especially since you have been practicing yoga for such a long time to how the closer we stay to that awareness that you were talking about, the more the yoga practice can evolve with us, which doesn't necessarily mean a linear trajectory to where you're doing more and more and more, which is what I think we so often think it should be, but more, how does it meet you where you are in your life? No, it's true. And then, and, and that's the thing too, about the evolution of it. I never evolved, um, you know, in my past practices, Mm -hmm. it's, I've really, I've noticed I've evolved constantly for the past eight years. Yeah. That's the one thing I've noticed that I was like, whoa, I never really evolved back then. I was aware, but Mm. I wasn't really aware until these past eight years. Mm -hmm. I think it's because I've been like, I'm applying, you know, I'm being more present compared to before. It was just kind of like, I was already in bliss. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So I, I didn't really, even though I had like life trauma, it was, I was just always kind of like, um, Hey, life is good. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> kind of deal. So, I mean, it's not to say life isn't good now, <laughs> right? but yeah, yeah. I've noticed, I've noticed I've been co- like the past eight years, I'm constantly evolving it. And even my best friend, he told me, Joy, even your laughter is different and not laughter from like, um, I'm a lot more, a li- I'm a little bit conservative. I'm not kind of like all over the place with my laughter. Let's mm. say that, <laughs> but it's not, it's not to say like, Oh, it's, it's like to say I've grown up. Not to say yeah. like, oh, I'm trying, I'm not as happy. I've just grown up. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like he's really just seeing you where you are. Yeah. Which is beautiful. Yes. Yes. When all of this is such good affirmation for people who feel like, oh, I haven't learned enough or done enough or whatever in my yoga practice, and they've been practicing for like six months, you're telling a story about how much can change over the course of. 37 years that yoga really can be with us as long as we want it to be. And there's no particular timeline or agenda on what you're going to learn because life is going to bring that to you as well. Yeah. Oh, most, most definitely. I mean, think about it. Like when you practice, when your day is hectic one day, it's kind of like, oh, I really don't even want to be here. Right? right. You don't even want to show up for yourself. And then the next day you feel like, oh my God, life is so good. I'm going above and beyond. <laughs> right. You know? Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I tell people pay attention to things like that because that it's what shows up in your practice. And the next thing you know, if your practice, it's weird how if you're not doing good, then you don't even show yourself to the world and you don't want to be around people and you're more, you know, um, hurting yourself by um, being negative towards yourself about like, oh, I couldn't do, um, you know, crow very well. And I'm just like, good. <laughs> what, what, what was what was going on there? Tell me about it, you know, because right. the thing is, no we try to hide who we are as if like, it's not okay to be right here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like this kind of ties into something that we hear a lot about, but sometimes is a little unclear, which is the idea of yoga off of the yoga mat. And I feel like you've started to touch on this and I'd love to see where it takes you. How would you describe what yoga off the mat looks like for you these days? Yoga off the mat has been, um, choosing to be alive, Mm. you know, um, 
I've also seen how, for instance, on my mat, if I choose um, to just sit still, it's okay. So when I go off the mat, if I choose not to do anything, it's okay too. Or if I'm working myself to be stronger on my mat, I can work stronger off my mat mm-hmm. or that it's okay to be, it's okay to be here. I mean, both of them is the same for me. It's, it's just a constant reminder. That's all that it's been for me it has been just a constant reminder yeah. that it's okay. That sounds like you're in that kind of reciprocal relationship or conversation between what's happening on the mat is being reflected off the mat and vice versa. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So then what has surprised you the most about working with your own body acceptance? Well, the, the, what surprised me has been, how do I, the one thing I've always known um, about myself is that I really don't have an issue with myself about body acceptance Mm-hmm. As in loving myself, um, where I'm at, uh, I, the thing that I've, I'm working on is knowing the difference between, is this mine or is this your story? <laughs> mm, yeah, that, that is actually, I will say that is actually what has been my thing, because if I'm sad about how my body is, it's not because I'm sad about my body. I'm sad that you're sad about my body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and, and I tell myself, just remember <laughs> That is their story, not yeah. mine. Yeah. You know, because I mean, I've even had it where people, you know, people will even sit there like, really, you, you, you're really happy with the way your stomach looks. And I'm like, should I not be? I mean, what's wrong with it? You know, I'll look back at them like, well, what's wrong with it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and then I'm like, well, what's wrong with yours? Because I find you to be amazingly beautiful and strong. So I don't understand why you're looking at me and doubting my happiness and doubting my love. But that's your story. Has that always been true for you? Or is that something that has come, has become since your, since the accident? You know, who's that? I will say, actually, it's been since curvy yoga. Mm. <laughs> since, since, you know, cause Anna brought this awareness to me, um, in just studying that, um, that, that, that's when that awareness came in. My, my thing has always been, I accepted it. Um, yeah. ever I mean, for me, Ever since I was little, it was never a magazine. It was never a TV or actress or whoever. It was always my mom. It was mm-hmm. always my family that yeah. always said to me, like, Joy, if you don't have long hair, you will never find a guy. If you don't have yeah. long nails, you'll never find a guy. If you're not light skinned, because I'm the darkest skin in my family, they're just like, oh, you're just going to have to be a housekeeper. You know, it was just kind of, and, yeah. and I was never the pretty one. You know, and to me, I just accepted it. And everybody that I was around always said that they were fat. So I never Mm -hmm. took myself as I didn't know anything other than. Yeah. You know, so but the thing was, it was never a conflict either. It was just kind of like, yes, I'm fat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, I'm ugly. But it was never something bad. You know, I never took it as bad because I was just like, well, this is what it looks like. Because everybody says they're ugly and everybody says that they're fat. Right. And I never even questioned the sizes, you know, like, well, wow. I'm a lot smaller than you, or you're a lot bigger or whatever. I'm a lot bigger. I never questioned, you know, that I just said, Oh, we're all fat in all our sizes. Oh, we're all yeah. ugly in all our, <laughs> <laughs> in all our expressions. 
Um, but it wasn't until I started um, the, the certification with Anna that I realized this isn't me. This is you. Yeah. And ever yeah. since then, it's just been like working on that layer of understanding. This isn't me. This is you. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. What helps you make that differentiation between what's yours and what's theirs? I feel good. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel that. good. Yeah. Just knowing that. Yeah. Um, when others are coming to me all upset, I'm just like, okay, that's you. That has nothing to do with me. And you see it, you know, in the conversation with someone, you see in them when they're wanting to put you down or say, you know, question yourself that they're, you know, they're hurting. And meanwhile, I'm sitting here like, I want to be there with you, but right now I'm so happy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I also have to understand that's not my trigger to work on. That's yours. Yeah. 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 I think part of that differentiation, which comes up in how people are reacting to your body can also happen with your yoga practice, whether that's other people's expectations or your own that you've created. I'm wondering how you handle things like not practicing as much as you'd like to, not feeling like practicing, et cetera, compared to how you might have handled that in the past. Well, you know, the thing was, um, so I'll be a terrible person on this one only because in the past it was just something I did naturally. Mm -hmm. It wasn't anything forced. It was just more like today's just another amazing day for me. Mm -hmm. That's all that it was. And then now it's become, um, and I never questioned, you know, I was always, uh, well, let me just say like, I'm always pushing myself a little bit more because this is where you go, right? You're always taught to just keep going, you know, go to the next level, go to the next level. Um, Nobody has ever said, Hey, take it down a notch. Right. Um, So now, now it's kind of like, there's nothing wrong with taking it down a notch because you have to, that's your body even telling you stop it already. Right. Right. Cause I mean, like I said, like when I found out my limit was four or five days a week, um, I was just kind of like, I did have a stubborn moment of just like, why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then, but yeah. then I was reminded like, Hey, joy on that sixth day, um, you're about to not walk again. So mm. I'm just like, Ooh, let me go back. Let yeah. me go back to being five and four. Right. So, yeah. And giving yourself that space allows you to do the four or the five. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's really, that's important. To be able to recognize and to know about yourself. And the thing is, there's really not a rule that says you got to do seven days. Right? No, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, you know, what's funny is like um, I so when I started to teach um, when I first started teaching, it was just once a week because that was all I could offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then I also recognized even in my own practice, when I started going back to gentle yoga, uh, because physical three times a week of physical therapy for a year didn't work for me. And then I did gentle yoga once a week. I was amazed about how much of a benefit of just having once a week was. Yeah. yeah. So to so to me, a lot of the times, it's just more of um, that seven days is because it's kind of like everybody's doing seven days. That seems to be the magic number. Or I'm less of a person if I don't do seven days. Right. But then next, you know, I'm finding myself to be like, I'm amazing just once a week. Right. Yeah. That's so good. And, and I try to tell people like, 
one, if you're not even trying to be, I mean, who says being a yogi, you have to do seven days anyway, or that you even have to be vegan. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? We create these rules, but really there's no rule because I mean, yoga is about you. Right. right? You know, it goes back to being, is this me or is this you? (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) And just allowing yourself that space, um, in different seasons of your life to give yourself what you need. Maybe now you need one day a week. Maybe next week you'll need two days a week, but allowing yourself space to just let that be whatever it is. I mean, really, you seriously, you you have to let yourself be aware of that and see that, you know, um, because life happens. Yeah, It really does. Life happens. Like these past two years has been the craziest life ever. And I've been sitting there just happy, just doing it three days a week. Yeah, that's really, you know, and I'm not even beating myself up about it because it's life. Yeah. You know, so what advice would you have for people who are wanting to get started with yoga or maybe they've been practicing for a while, but feel a little bit stuck and the same for people who are maybe thinking about, um, body acceptance, maybe the idea of body acceptance is new to them. Or people who have been thinking about body acceptance for a long time and they also feel stuck. What advice would you have for those people? Okay, let's start with the practice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Um, so, so with the practice, I would say uh, start with what you can be consistent with. If you can be consistent once a week, do once a week. When it comes to yoga, it's not about don't think about where you were. If you're just starting out, you should be starting at a beginner's practice anyway. You should be starting at a gentle practice. Um, And then you just build yourself up and go back, you know, use all the tools that you have. If one day you're feeling like, hey, I just want to have restorative, then take that restorative class. Right. Um, If you're if if you want to go work a little bit stronger and see where your benchmark is in your practice, then you want to do a little bit more. But really, you should be comfortable there's so much to learn at just at a beginner's practice. I don't know why people are already wanting to be an advanced practice. Um, when at a beginner's practice, you're still learning yourself for like a good, I would say three, five, six, seven years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm starting all over and I'm like, man, beginner's practice is hard. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> yeah, true. It is hard. <laughs> it is hard. So to me, it's like, it's really about the ego when you want to go advance more and then you get yeah. humbled when you realize, you know what, I should yeah. go back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, and then as far as, as far as, uh, body acceptance, it, it, the, re- the reason why I have a, a hard time about trying to share body acceptance is because I'm surrounded by individuals that, I'm surprised by body acceptance um, for individuals Um, because I'm not coming from a place of like I'm surrounded more by individuals that are thin and depressed and um, hate themselves and others and consider themselves being fat. And I'm thinking they're like, really, you are. And um, and then compared to women that are bigger and the, the, you know, the bigger women that I'm around are the more loving individuals, body accepting individuals. So it's kind of hard for me to even, um, still see how to even express that to somebody else, because I know how I am with myself 
but people will doubt it. But I feel kind of weird. I don't, I, I don't know how to even express how that would be for another person who is trying to learn about accepting themselves, except for this is where I am right now mm-hmm. and it's yeah. okay. Well, and maybe like you talked about earlier, just starting by working on being mindful of what is mine and what is coming from someone else. Yeah. Like that it, to me feels like a great starting. Yeah, <laughs> no, really. No, no, it is. And it's, and it's a, and it's a lot of work. Um, and yeah. I, I even try, and I try to remind people of this and students of this. Um, but, but, you know, actually I was going to ask you this on another conversation. Anna was just like, Hey, how do I express that? Because um, even when I tell people this, they're just look at me like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, I will ask my teacher that one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, because I honestly it, think what you have shared, you know, embodying it is such a powerful way of teaching. Um, yes. and, and giving those examples like you have in this conversation about people bring stuff up and you kind of are like, wait, why would I have a problem with this? Right, um, right. Whether the person feels comfortable actually saying that out loud or not, I think saying it to themselves is incredibly powerful to be like, hang on a second, because it just breaks that chain of thought that's making them feel maybe more negative, What whatever this person's bringing up. I think it helps right. when we have those things that just make us pause for a second, and then then we can choose a different way of thinking about things. I hope. Yeah. I hope, (laughs) but I also think, I mean, I think you've shared this from your own experience that it is something that unfolds over time. And I think it's unlikely that people have one big epiphany and then they're like, I'm good. You know, I fully accept my body now. Um, that certainly was not the case for me. Um, it is that unfolding over time. It is, it is unfolding over time. And, you know, like for instance, this town that I live in, it's going to take a while. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a while because they are uh, individuals are really embedded in this. And I'm just kind of, I just, I just sit here and just wait. And, and I always tell them, I can't wait till you see it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of times we don't necessarily see how those seeds that we're helping to plant end yeah. up you know, growing or whatever the good uh, Liz is better on the plant language, but, um, (laughs) you know, we're still doing our part, putting that out there. And then who knows how your words might come back around for them, you know, next, next week or next month or next year or whenever. Yes. And and that's, and that's why I sit there and continue just like, Hey, I'm not, um, you know, I'm not, I, I don't want you to figure this out overnight. I slowly been planting these seeds ever since, you know, these past seven years, I've been slowly planting it out there. Um, so that way, cause I know it'll take time. Right. You know, so. Yeah. Well, so I know fun. you've done a lot of great teaching over the years since you and I first connected and I'm wondering how people can connect with you now, what you have going on that you'd like to share. Well, you know, the thing is I transitioned from doing large group classes to doing just private classes and they could reach out to me by just going to my website, uh, bringyourownmat.com or following me on my uh, Facebook page, which is practice yoga with joy. 
Great. Yeah, we will link to all of that so people can find you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for this conversation, Joy. It was really great to talk with you. I appreciate everything that you shared. Thank you for having me. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. We are back. I hope that you enjoyed Joy as much as we did. I know that you did. And one of the reasons that I'm super excited that we are going to have kind of teachers filling in for Anna on the podcast for a little bit is that we're going to get like a whole different kind of resources for you guys in Curvy Collab. So Chrissy is going to give you your resource this week. So if, if any of you follow me on Instagram, Instagram is like my love language. So yes. I love finding little pockets of joy in Instagram. And I am typically not someone who enjoys the yoga challenges or the photo challenges on Instagram, but um, there's one that's going on while we're recording this, but you can still go check out the gallery if it's passed. But um, the hashtags are My Courageous Heart and Fat Kid Yoga Club. I love it. And Yes, it's great, and it's being um, put on by Laura at, at Radical Body Love and Mark at Embrace What Is, and they're two of my favorite friends to follow on Instagram because they're just, they're so warm, and they're so hopeful, yes. and just so encouraging, and I love seeing people that I didn't know knew each other. Yes! <laughs> with each other on Instagram. Yeah. And it is just, it's such a lovely, such a lovely photo challenge. And, you know, there aren't any arm balances or, you know, wheel. It's, I mean, it's really simple poses, but done in a really, really mindful way. Yeah. And it's just, it's, the, the gallery is just absolutely fantastic. You know that I might love Instagram a little bit, so I'm definitely going to check it out as soon as we get off of here. <laughs> I can't wait. You guys should go check it out too. Okay. So we are at my favorite part of the week. Um, that is where we share our gratitude. So my gratitude this week is super simple, but it is the fact that I am so thankful that we have so many yoga teachers, um, and friends who are able to kind of like step in with me while Anna is on maternity leave. Um, that way you don't just have to hear my voice every week. Um, but it was exciting when I was thinking about asking Chrissy um, to share a resource. I was like, this is so great. Like, I'm excited about this because you're just going to get a different taste of what people are listening to and watching and reading and doing on social media. So I'm I'm just really thankful that we are surrounded by so many great people. Um, there's just like no lack of wonderfulness uh, floating around out in the world. <laughs> what about you? Well, first of all, I'm just sitting here with my hand over my heart because that was just, that was so lovely. And I'm so, so thrilled to be included. And now my gratitude seems really, really shallow. No. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, that is the most, that's the least shallow gratitude I've had on here. <laughs> Recently, I know I'm way behind the train on this, but I have just like within the last month realized that I like tea. Yes, yes. <laughs> and um, it started with I, I'm uh, this, this sleep is eluding me, and my husband bought some bedtime tea, and it's the best thing ever. Yeah. And the routine of it, and it's warm and it's cozy. So now I'm drinking bedtime tea and like a red tea in the morning. <laughs> I have like this whole ritual that I'm doing. 
emotional with like four different teas throughout the day. And it's amazing. That is so, amazing. Yeah. So like I know that our tastes change as we age, but obviously like 41 is the year of tea. I love it. That's so, listen, it's never too late to start drinking tea. Exactly. I love that. So I want to go ahead and close us out. Yes. Um, it was really, really great to be here. And um, just, just thank you so much for including me. And I um, I love getting out to getting my voice out to meet all of you listening today. Yeah. Um, I am most easily found on Instagram. I am at Chrissy Bentley. That's Chrissy with a K, but it'll be posted down below, I'm sure. It will. Uh, and I will go ahead and give us um, a deep breath together to close. So your hands can be in your lap, on your heart, on your belly, wherever you'd like. We'll let our lungs empty. And together we'll inhale. And exhale. The light in me honors the light in you. Namaste. Namaste. Namaste.